Welcome to the Enjoy Your Marriage podcast, where relationship expert and master coach Candace Toon helps you stop wondering if you married the wrong guy and start putting all of your energy toward having the marriage you imagined when you said, I do. Sup, bees? In just a minute, I'm going to tell you about a time when I was fascinated by my coach colleague's response to the option of feeling better about something that had gone pretty awry. It's wild to me how humans sometimes resist resolution even when it's easily available, and it makes sense to me why that happens. Stick around to hear all about it. But first, have you heard about the Confident Companionship Challenge I'm running at the end of this month? I'm opening the challenge to you. If you want to feel less like you and your husband are roommates and more like you're a delicious combination of best friends and lovers. The Confident Companionship Challenge is for you if you're feeling a little underwhelmed about the connection that you've been feeling with your forever guy. The Confident Companionship Challenge is for you if you're feeling some doubt or discouragement about what your future together really holds. If any of that's you, click the link in this podcast episode show notes by going to www.candistune.com backslash podcast. That's Candice with an I, Tune with an E, backslash podcast. And scroll to episode 49. That's where you can register for the Confident Companionship Challenge. It's free to participate, but you must register to get the connection information and all the juicy resources. We'll be together on November 27th through the November 30th from 10 to 11 a.m. Mountain Time each day. There will be a replay if you can't join us live, but all the better if you can set that time aside for yourself to get your questions answered and to get your goals refined in real time. Together, we're going to make sure that you have a solid strategy for crushing your marriage goals in 2024. Because if you wait till January to get that strategy in place, well, you're already starting a bit behind and you deserve a lot better than that. So click the show notes. Um, CandiceTune.com backslash podcast, scroll to episode 49. Again, Candice is an I, tune with an E. Go get that link and then join us. I am so looking forward to getting to know you a little bit better. But for now, let's go back to that story about my colleague turning away from a chance to feel better. Here's how it all went down. Several weeks before this story happened, she'd coached me on my business goals. And in my perception, she'd kind of made fun of me. As you can imagine, that did not feel great, so I ended our call early, thus declining to continue the coaching interaction. She had a bit of a gut check when I did that and apologized profusely over an instant messenger conversation that we had later that day. I told her it was all okay and that I understood how her intentions had been kind, even if her delivery didn't fit very well for me. I offered her my genuine reassurance, and she did not bite. Instead, she stewed and worried on and off for a while even after we ended our conversation that day. Can you relate? Have you ever laid awake at night kicking yourself for something you said three weeks ago and rehearsing all kinds of scenarios about how you should have handled that whole thing a lot better? It's a pretty common thing we humans do. Worry about things that have already happened and scare ourselves into believing that we'll behave better and differently next time. Why do we do that? It's simple. It's because of how our brains are wired. On purpose, human brains naturally orient to perceived threat. Because attending to and solving for threats is how humans stay alive. There aren't many physical dangers in our day-to-day lives in modern times. Most of us are fortunate enough to live indoors near grocery stores, so we are unlikely to freeze to death or risk exposure to the elements or starve. It's more the emotional dangers, real and perceived, that plague us now, which is likely what was going on for my colleague. On a subconscious level, she probably perceived my ending our call, ending it early, as a rejection as an interaction that could lead her to being kicked out of the group. Humans are herd animals and being kicked out of the herd is very dangerous because it could mean a loss of resources such as food, safety, companionship, and warmth. 
So my colleague, my colleague's brain could very well have been hanging on to the pain of our interaction, likely in an attempt to help her avoid making similar missteps in the future. But you know what that hanging on to pain thing actually does? It just prolonged her pain and her isolation because she was so busy being mad at herself and she had so much trouble forgiving herself or believing in my reassurance that she just kept feeling even more lonely and, and all out on her own. Several weeks later, I ran into her at a in-person conference in Arizona. She brought up the call that I ended early way back when, and I could tell by the speed of her speech and the tension in her hand gestures that the interaction was still a relatively significant source of pain in her life. So I suggested that maybe it was time for her to try expanding her capacity to feel some things. She interrupted me, as nervous, still hurting people tend to do, and said, oh, I know, I know, I just, I just need to feel my shame and allow it to be there. I can feel embarrassed without it killing me, which is something coaches always say. And I responded with, maybe, but what I meant was, maybe it's time to let yourself feel resolved on this, to feel peace or acceptance. Maybe it's time to believe me that it's okay from my end, and let, then let yourself join me in okay land and let the pain and shame go. She gave me a pretty puzzled look, stopped talking, and just kind of stared. Which makes sense, because I would guess that the option to let it go and accept resolution simply hadn't occurred to her before that moment. It didn't seem reasonable to her to accept an invitation to move on from this and continue our friendship because she'd really been focused on thinking this whole thing was a big rift in need of major repair. And while it might have been a rift, it was a smallish one. It could be true that the effort she was so generously spending on trying to make it better would have been better spent on allowing herself to relax and enjoy the room that's available in our relationship for mishaps to occur while our connection went on anyway. Bs. It is a skill to allow yourself to feel safe, to feel connected, to feel secure. Most of us don't do that very well, at least not as well as we could, because we are so constantly committed to looking ahead for the other shoe to drop. And while it might drop, it also might not. And if we're watching for the blow that hasn't yet come and maybe never will, we miss out on the opportunity to relax into peace and safety. We miss the chance to experience the opposite of high alert. We deny ourselves the flexibility of moving between relaxed and resourceful and back again when we are constantly bracing against perceived threat. It's common to discount safety cues in our lives and overemphasize whiffs of danger. Again, because that's how our brains are wired. Watching out for danger keeps us alive for sure, but it can also rob us of joy. Recently, I had a client open a session by saying, I'm going to share a win that probably won't seem like a win. I gently stopped her to say, first, if it feels like a win to you, it's a win always, even if some other short-sighted person doesn't see it that way. The quickest way to a full life is to let yourself celebrate the things you love about yourself, the things you were doing well, and the things that went right. Even if those small things, even if those things seem small compared to the Nobel Prize awards or championship trophies, it all matters. And when you let your wins matter, your life will become 1,000 times easier. How do you let your wins matter? By practicing on purpose, receiving easy wins as regularly as possible. Take a second to admire the clean sink. This is accomplishment. Linger with a snuggly puppy. This is security. Savor the forgiveness offered by a friend. This is acceptance. Focus on the power in your legs as you hoist the laundry basket or climb the stairs. This is strength. Sink deeper into a warm bath. This is care. Tune into the sensations in your body as you watch that sappy commercial or enjoy a cheesy Hallmark classic. This is connection. This is love. Let yourself laugh at the silly faces your grandkid makes during her Christmas concert. 
This is pleasure. This is excitement. This is joy. <coughs> Excuse me. Appreciate yourself for the deep breaths you took and the way you stayed with your teen as he struggled through that math assignment. This is determination. Let yourself really feel his shoulder brushing yours as he thanks you with a half hug on his way back to his room. This is gratitude. Honor the emotion that wells up behind your sternum as you watch him walk across the stage to get his diploma. This is joy. As I mentioned, our brains are very good at noticing danger, at orienting to pain. They are designed that way to keep us alive. Thank you, brain. And looking for brains isn't the only, or looking for problems isn't the only job our brains have. They are also uniquely equipped for discernment and triage. That's the part we sometimes forget. When you are connected with yourself and your strengths, you'll feel a sense of trust in yourself around how much you can handle. You'll feel solid in meeting the challenges of your day. You'll be able to see what is a problem and what maybe actually isn't. You'll address the problems confidently and release the rest because you've taken the time to consciously befriend joy, love, connection, and peace because you're in the habit of building yourself up with easy wins around security, care, determination, strength. It feels fitting as we head into the holiday season, especially Thanksgiving, that we consciously decide to orient our brains to those experiences, strength, peace, love, enjoy. Not as a self-correction because you've been missing those opportunities so far and need to get it together. No, but as a gift to free yourself up to the full spectrum of what's available in this world. Look for places where you can easily say, this is strength. This is peace. This is safe. And this is love. This is joy. Because while there are real dangers and troubles in our world, there is also real love and safety and peace and joy. Filling yourself up with all of that on purpose will leave you better equipped to successfully navigate any troubles that come your way. Because you're in the continual habit of filling up your reserve tank, which means that your ability to notice, discern, and triage danger will stay on point. All day, yes, please. And don't forget, us bees are coming together to practice all of that and more during the Confident Companionship Challenge at the end of this month. Hurt and loneliness and uncertainty in your marriage, those are all optional. And blissful connection, it just isn't a given. It's not something you luck yourself into. It takes work, planning, and persistence every day, all year long. And as we head into the bustle of the holiday season, it might seem like it makes sense to revisit your marriage goals in January. You've got shopping and decorating, concerts and programs. You'll figure things out between the two of you after everything settles down. But like I said before, if you wait till January to set your marriage goal strategy for the year, you're setting yourself up to start already behind and you deserve better than that. Better is available when you join us to participate in the Confident Companionship Challenge. Go to www.candistune.com backslash podcast, go to episode 49, and you'll see the link that you use to register. Participation is free, but registration is required, so get to clicking. And please, if you loved what you heard today, subscribe to and share this podcast. Choose to be a woman who supports other women by spreading these messages of empowerment and freedom every single Sunday. All of us here in the Defying Gravity Revolution Hive, thank you for helping to create a world where more women stop caring what humans think is impossible. Sup bees? Want even more ways to stop wondering if you married the wrong guy? Head on over to CandiceTune.com, Candice with an I, Tune with an E, and click the gold button inviting you to get the free course. You'll get four short lessons delivered straight to your inbox that'll help you create a more connected marriage before the next episode drops a week from today. Happy studying!